across Australia, this is the Hot 25 Countdown. Chris Tomlin on the phone. Well, you need no introduction, buddy. Uh, you've won Grammy Awards, more records than we can count. Songs are sung around the world every week. Chris Tomlin, welcome to the show. Congratulations on hitting the number one track here in Australia. Oh, thank you so much. What a privilege, man. It's, uh, it's you know, it's one thing to be uh, number one in the U.S., where my where my where I live and kind of what I know, but to do that in a place like Australia and to see the response of people across the world is just so amazing to me. I'm so grateful for it and thankful for it. And awesome to talk to you today. So thanks. Do you ever sit back and think how amazing it was to have written all those songs, you know, that are now, I, I guess, impacting people around the world on a daily basis? Uh, it's the biggest privilege of my life. It's the, what I'm most grateful for is, you know, more than awards and more than albums and sales and all tours and all that. What I'm most grateful for, most thankful for is when I meet people and I keep hearing this the same thing over and over, which never gets old. Chris, we love to sing these songs in our church, or this song means a lot to us in, in our Bible study, or we sing this, this is part of my worship time with God, and I, it's just the best. And, you know, that's, that's what a privilege to, like you said, to write a song, and it goes to, in someone's living room or in their, or in, where they're sitting in church, and, and it's part of their way of connecting with God, and that's, that's as good as it gets, and that's what I pray for every time, that God want to write simple songs that help people know you and worship you, and man, so thankful for, for, for being able to do that, especially for this many years. You know, I've been out riding and traveling for a long time, so, so grateful. Now, the new single, Home, it's sitting at number one this week. The word home is a word that uh, provokes a lot of uh, thought and meaning for a lot of people around the world. So, in the context of the song, what, what does the word home mean to you? How did you go about writing this song? Well, it's a powerful word. You know, it's one of the most powerful four-letter words in the world. And uh, it's one of the most powerful words in the English language. You think of love and grace and some of the big, powerful words. Home is, is right there because it, it has so much, it conjures up so much emotion in people. And I wanted to, I wanted to write about home as, as our eternal home, as heaven, as this world is not our home. The scripture says that we're strangers, we're aliens in this world. And Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if it wasn't true, I wouldn't tell you. And this this place, he's talking about it, this, this is not, this is it's not just a clever lyric in the, in the, song it says that the bible says that every tear will be wiped away and the the, the sin is, is no longer death is no longer the chains that have held us down are broken fear is gone all those things that was that that was the kind of place i was trying to write about this this is the home i'm talking about everybody knows this world is broken and fallen it's not what it was meant to be this is not what it was designed to be but our, the brokenness and the fallenness and the hurt of the world is real uh, but this, but home, uh, this home that we're longing for is 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 just as real, or maybe even more real than we even know. And that's there's a lot of joy there, and and that's where we're headed. And we've had a lot of people. Everybody who's lived has had people who've gone on before us too, that are already at this home. And we're we'll be joined with them. We'll be for the Lord. And and so I just want to remind people of that in this song. That's what I'm. So when I'm speaking of home, the power of that word. I'm speaking of heaven, that is that that's home, and everybody knows what home is. You know, or what they what they long for in home, and that's that's what this song is speaking to. Now, the video for Home has been uh, beautifully shot. How'd you go about translating the imagery of heaven in the lyrics into a visual format? Yeah, how do you? Yeah, if people haven't seen it, I hope they check it out. It was a 
thought was pretty brilliant and pretty beautiful. The director of this guy is TK McKamey, and he's just incredible director. He's made so many beautiful videos. Um, and so it was awesome to work with him. But the, the, the big problem was how do you, how do you create heaven in a video? The scripture says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what the Lord has planned for those who love him. And like, it's like, wow. How do you make that in a video? It's like, what do we even do? Is it just me singing? That's kind of boring. How do we, how do we make that? So we, there's this, there's one thing we do know is that heaven is full of light. And so you see the contrast of light in this, in this video, I think in a pretty powerful way. We have an old, old, old home in, uh, that we're, that we're shooting out of that's obviously, um, a, a real house that is a real home. And, but the light coming out of it, my favorite image is the last image. It's just, uh, me standing at the door and at the very last, very last beat of the song, taking that step. Um, and all you can see is light because what is, you know, says there's no darkness in, in heaven and, and that the light is the light of God. And gosh, I mean, you have all those things of, of even trying to capture that is, is there's no way you really can, but we tried to do it creatively in this, in this song the best we could. So I hope, thanks for mentioning that. I hope people enjoy it. And, uh, I just, I was just thinking, Lord, let me not mess this up. I know I can't touch heaven, but let me, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to throw heresy out here. Now I'll throw a number out there. Here we go. One billion. Now look, a billion anything just boggles the mind. So how did it feel to be awarded the digital radio award from sound exchange for 1 billion online streams? Well, it was pretty, I was, I, I still can't, when you say it, I still don't quite get my mind around that. And when I, when they told me there's only three others that have gotten this award and it was Justin Timberlake, Garth Brooks and Pitbull, I was like, okay, maybe this, I'm the fourth one. And I was like, maybe we need to do a world tour together. That would be quite a night. Um, what I've, really come to know about this award is that it represents the power of the church to me and the power of the, of the genre of, of Christian music, of, of, of worship music and how just how powerful and how massive it is and how people, you know, they love this music and they want to connect with God uh, through this music and to be a representation of that, um, to be the representative of that, I guess, to our genre, to the world is, is, obviously incredibly humbling but it, it speaks more about the, the power of the church than it does about me and my music it speaks to the greatness of it because the people the other three people are extremely famous you know their names and most of the world would probably not know my name but it, but somehow I got that award because of the power of the church and how big the church is and how massive it is and it's not going away and it's the hope of the world it's the lie of the world and I'm honored to be a part of it and writing songs that help uh, reach people and help people connect with God. And that award is just something that um, was the biggest shocking award I've ever received. I can tell you that. Um, but uh, yeah, just honored to represent this genre. Now there's a famous Australian song here uh, from little things, big things grow. And that seems like a pretty good analogy for the passion movement. How, how did you get involved with that organization all those years ago? Yeah, that was something that um, I was, college student and was leading worship and got connected with Louis Giglio, who's the head of the passion movement. And this was before there was a passion movement. There was no such thing. And we were doing ministry together. And I remember him saying that he's like, Chris, I have a vision for college students across this country. 
um, that one of a, a, a conference that college students come to, and it's a really a, a place of renewal of recentering their lives. And, you know, this, this, this university moment is such a pivotal moment in people's lives of like, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? And if you're, you can, if you're not in university and you've already been, you can remember that, or if you're going, you can, you know, that's coming. What am I going to do for the rest of your life? It's a stressful time. It's times where you're making all these crazy decisions and you're, you're, you're choosing a, a path of life. And, He's like, I want to be right there in the middle of that, saying, "This is Jesus. Go the way of Jesus." And so that's where that's how passion started. It started as a college conference, and uh, he's like, "I want you to help me be a part of that with your music." And so from the very first one, 1997, so it's 20 years. It's been 20 years now, and we did these. We've done these conferences, and they've all in the in the states. They've always been just for university students only, and that those that music just took off around the country. Um, and it was really grassroots and it was really Holy Spirit driven because at that time in the early days, there was no marketing plans. There was no radio play of our music. It wasn't anything like that. It was just really, had really taken off the music in a real grassroots across the churches. And to see that the way it's grown has been awesome. So it's been a real privilege to be a part of that for the past 20 years and be a part of that music. Finally, do you have any advice for young songwriters and worship leaders? Um, my advice would be to uh, write songs that to be very, I, I think the songs that are very heartfelt and simple, and maybe you feel like they're even too simple sometimes, that simple doesn't mean easy. Simple is something that is that you just pray for, that God would touch it and that God's presence would touch the song. And I would say to pray, pray for the presence of God to touch the songs, because that, that's what distinguishes the songs. That's what marks songs. Um, it makes them special. It's when God's spirit touches it, and you just pray for that. And um, and and that's that. That's I've, there's a filter I've always kind of written from through is what what can people what can they sing what do they want to sing and what do they need to sing, and you know can they sing it is it is it singable is it something that the congregation can sing is it accessible to them um, is it and is it something that people want to sing is it written in a way that they want to sing it, and is it, most importantly, probably, is it something they need to sing? And is it something that is needed right now, in whether in your community or just in the world, of what we need to say to God or what we need to hear from God? And that's, what, that's kind of some of the filters I go through. Chris Tomlin, thank you so much for taking time to talk to us today. Congratulations on the continued success and all the best for the rest of the year, mate. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you. Get all the info on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash hot25countdown.